We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And Charlie Moffat was a unicorn. It's a term they use in the business world describing companies that up. Um, there, there was such an anomaly billion-dollar companies that they call them unicorns. Uh, Charlie uh, Moffat uh, was a unicorn, a legendary status in the city as an extraordinary cop and then a fantastic leader in the county as a um, as the superintendent. I- I've met them all. I- I've been a police reporter. My closest friends in the business are cops to this day. I hear from them all the time, and it was with... Uh, Great sadness, quite frankly, that I got a text early yesterday morning from one of my good friends, quite frankly, who's a cop, who said Charlie Moffat passed away this morning. Rip my heart out. Got to talk about Charlie. Got to talk transition with Rich Fitzgerald to the um, infrastructure bill. I find it to be a fantastic opportunity. I'm hearing could be almost 40,000 jobs, billions with a B. Billions to this region for roads and bridges that haven't been fixed in decades. And that's just the beginning. If you don't like that, something's wrong with you. Seriously. But Charlie first. Rich Fitzgerald, County Executive. Good morning, sir. Charlie was a hell of a man, wasn't he, Fitz? He, he was, Marty. And I, I got that same text uh, yesterday morning, and it was shocking to me. I had just seen him a little while ago. I uh, hadn't seen Charlie for a while since he, re- he retired a number of years ago. Uh, but, you know, talk about somebody who dedicated his life to, to law enforcement. Um, I guess the term a cop's cop would really apply to Charlie. Um, he was just so well-respected. You know, you'd, you'd be in these meetings and you'd be in these uh, working groups. As you know, there's so many different uh, yep. police departments, state, federal you know, the U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, all the ones in this county, for example, all the municipals. And when Charlie was in the room, you know, people listened to him. He was one of those respected people and one of those respected leaders. And uh, uh, he will be missed. He's a hell of a cop, man. Um, Truth is, he fought for the truth. Uh, He fought uh, to solve crimes. And I know you know this about him, Fitz, and we're both uh, such family guys. Charlie Moffat came from abject poverty, sir. He really did, did he not? Yeah, yeah. This, this, I mean, this was truly, you know, someone who who, who never forgot, you know, where he came from, and he was a family guy. Yep. And, and for those that know Charlie very well, he probably retired maybe a year or two earlier because he wanted to take care of his family. Right. Uh, his wife had passed away, and yep. his his own daughter um, was in need of some some help with taking care of the grandchildren and that type of thing. And 
And Charlie, you know, the typical Charlie, you know, rolled up his sleeves and uh, became, uh, you know, the daycare person to take care of his own family. And that's just, you know, kind of the way the way Charlie Charlie was. Uh, Fitz is right. And when I have talked to him since he retired and I have, he was always babysitting the kids. He's a hell of a man. He had um, been battling blood cancer for several years. He went into the hospital over the weekend, um, had uh, kidney issues. His kidneys failed. And he passed up, and he will be uh, greatly, greatly missed. Charlie Moffat. Uh, I, I got Fitz here because this is also important. We love Charlie. Always will. So this infrastructure deal, this is big. Big, sir. Is it not? Uh, the, the biggest, um, in fact, it, it's really the biggest investment in roads and bridges since they began the interstate highway system back in the 50s. Um, and there's a lot of money. You mentioned what's coming to us. Uh, there's a whole lot of money that's going to be automatically come to us. Uh, Pennsylvania alone, over $11.3 billion over five years. But there's also a lot of discretionary money, which means everybody has to compete for it. And one of the things we've been very good over the years is competing for those discretionary dollars because we put, number one, we put good projects uh, in front of the, the transportation department, but also having uh, the clout of a Congressman Doyle, a Congressman Lamb, a Senator Casey, and uh, and our good friend uh, President Biden will uh, will help us get a lot of that discretionary money as well. So people know, several Republican presidents tried to do this. I'm so sick of this partisan crap that this is socialist. Has to irritate the hell out of you too, right? Uh, I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. This is the basics. I mean, we talk about getting back to basics, roads, bridges, water lines, sewer lines, broadband, uh, utilities, the the basic things we need every single day, Uh, electricity, the grid. You know, we've got aging systems. I can look at transit alone. You know, Pennsylvania is going to get almost $3 billion over the next five years for transit. And this is a national figure. Over 25% of the vehicles that we're riding on, buses and, and subway cars, et cetera, trains, are, are past their useful life. So, you know, we're running on old systems. And you could say the same thing about our bridges right. and our water lines and our sewer lines. You know, we, we just haven't invested in decades. And you're right. Democrats and Republican presidents over the last years you know, would come into office or they'd campaign. We're going to get infrastructure. The last president did it. The one before him did it. Nobody got it done. This group finally, Friday night, uh, and again, you know, give Nancy Pelosi, you want to beat her up? She got this done. She counted the votes. And by the way, there were a significant number of Republicans, none of ours around here, but, you know, I I can point to, you know, Congressman Fitzpatrick, who's a, a Pennsylvania Republican, from the eastern part of the state who voted for it and another dozen or so Republicans uh, who did vote for the infrastructure bill as, as, and some of the Senate as well. So it was bipartisan. Hey, Fitz, um, I know we're going to be getting into the billions, but if you put a pencil to it, can you guesstimate for us, sir, how much this region will get and how many jobs that will mean? I heard 40,000 jobs. Is that accurate? I think that's probably, it might even be low. Okay. I mean, I think because you've got investments that are going to be across the board. We're going to be investing in, in, in Internet. About 23% of this state does not have act, you know, good Internet service. Now, most of them might be outside of the, of the urban areas, 
Um, there's going to be, you know, uh, almost two billion, a billion and a half in water and sewer line improvements. There's improvements in hydrogen, R and D. You know, one of the things we see about steel and cement and transportation, they're talking about decarbonizing these industries, these highly energy intensive industries. There's investments in in removing and going away from typical fossil fuels and using using hydrogen as part of the fuel source. We're talking about individuals that can apply for weatherization uh, for their homes, for their individual homes to improve, you know, the windows and the insulation and the heating system. So we're, you know, we're still kind of unraveling all the details of what this is. And and, and I'll tell you, what you might want to do is get Congressman Lamb or Congressman Doyle on the show someday and really dig into the details of what they've really delivered here to this uh, to this region. But uh, tens of billions of dollars is, is safe to say. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Tens of billions. Yes. Yes. Uh, life and changing. Thousand, you know, we're talking about electricians. We're talking about carpenters. We're talking about, you know, basically, you know, construction workers who are going to be building out this infrastructure. Rich Fitzgerald, it's a pleasure, my man. Thank you. All right, Marty. We'll talk to you later. Massive. I got a question for you as we go to break. My friend, and he is a friend, Guy Reschenthaler, has described this as socialist. Destructive. How so? Republicans voted for this. Trump really wanted this. So how suddenly, in something that Reschenthaler supported when he was a Trump guy, does he not support now? And I like Guy. I really do. I'm serious. We're friends. We go way back. But this is the destructive nature of politics, that what was once a miracle is now absurdly socialist. Doesn't add up, folks. Just doesn't. Look, man, argue all you want. Call this socialism. That's kind of silly. But it clearly uh, speaks for itself that the last three presidents that tried to get this infrastructure bill passed. Trump tried hard. Good for him. Look, I'm not demeaning Trump here. I'm not beating down Trump here. I'm just not. But he couldn't get it done. Biden did. And here's the political ridiculousness of all this stuff. That suddenly, for some Republicans like Guy Reschenthaler, this is now socialism. But, but, when Trump was pushing it, it's a grand, great, great idea to save roads and bridges. What's changed? I don't know. No, I don't know. And look, ma'am, all politics is partisan politics. Guy Reschenthaler has never said no in terms of, hey, Guy, help us solve this problem. Hey, Guy, help us solve that problem. He does it. He really does. Just got in the middle of an issue for us here at Get Marty. I get that. I don't get the notion that Guy now believes a program that he fully supported under Trump is now socialist. I just don't. Argue all you want about the second part of this bill that they're going to try and pass with tax credits and extended daycare and paid family leave. You could argue that. You could argue a lot of it, that we're now going to pay people to stay at home. I'm not a fan of that. There's a massive movement underway in America, major American cities, 
to pay folks, to send them a check every month, to pay them not to work. I don't like that. I think it's horrible. I think you create a massive void in America between the haves and the have-nots. Where the have-nots wait at home for a check. It's not good. Look, man, folks need help. Millions of Americans. But people feel so much better when they're working. I get all that. I really do. The more we give folks free college, free school, free transportation, free food, free medicine, the more we hurt them. We do. We hurt them. We have to incentivize folks to work, to want to get job training, to want to make their lives better. And sending them checks every month, not smart. Peduto started doing that, singled out a number of black women and said, We're going to send you money every month. Man, I think you're doing them a disservice. You're creating a larger class of the working poor because it'll never be enough. And here's a bigger picture issue. Their kids watch this. The government now wants to send more and more money to folks every month. Man, I think... That enables people to fail. I think it's unbelievably destructive. I just do. Sending poor Americans more money rather than rather than job training, job opportunities, and free daycare so mom can go to work, so mom can get trained. I'm all in. However, this is different. Creating... Decades of opportunity to fix bridges that no one ever believed would be fixed. To fix roads that have been closed for 10 years. How can you not want that? No, really. How can that be socialism? And by the way, the government has been paying farmers not to grow crops for decades. Decades. So you know. At the end of the day, we're going to create 40 to 60,000 jobs here. Career jobs, high paying jobs, and fix acid mine runoff, right? Help to clean air, right? Help to build roads and bridges. How the hell is that a bad thing? For Republicans from this region who supported Trump who wanted to do this, and so did I. Why suddenly is this a bad thing? Look, it's not new or unique. Partisan politics, come on. And I'm not saying these Republicans here are bad guys. What I'm saying is why they changed their mind. Why? That's easy to figure. Right? Right. A couple things going on. Got to grab Christy to talk about something incredibly important right now. Good morning, Christy. How are you? Hi, Marty. How are you? I'm very good. Tell us how we can help. Tell us the need, please. Thank you, Christy. Sure. So uh, Skyview Volunteer Fire Company in West Mifflin is having a spaghetti dinner this Saturday on the 13th from noon to 6. And this benefits Howard Knorr. He's one of our life members. He is going through treatments for kidney cancer. 
and uh, we would like to raise money to help him with treatment. Uh, Howard is one of our life members. He's been with us for over 25 years, and it's our job to help him. He helps the community. He comes out. So we want to make sure that him and his wife can just focus on treatment and not have to worry about paying his medical bills. I, so, I love your folks because uh, I said, let's do a GoFundMe. No, that's okay. What else can I do? <laughs> just Can we please just talk about <laughs> this spaghetti dinner? So, Christy, tell us how we can get involved. Tell folks how they can participate. So we will be there from noon to 6 on Saturday serving spaghetti meals you can eat in, you can take out. We have a Chinese auction at 50-50. Uh, we'll have baked goods for sale. And at this point, we are taking donations to, towards the meal. So if you'd like to donate a gift card for us to purchase the meal, that would be amazing as well. Um, I also have to give a shout-out to Kathy, who is one of our amazing members. She has been busting her butt to get these Chinese auction baskets. But Kathy spent last week in the hospital, oh. and Marty, let me just tell you, she she took her notebooks to the hospital, oh. and she called these people to get to collect these Chinese auction baskets. She did not let up. She said, you promised me a basket, and I don't care that I am here, too. So our people are amazing, yep. and uh, it's just... You know, this is what we do when we have a need. We take care of it. So hey, hey how do we get family. info? And how do we get info, Christy? So our Skyview Fire Facebook page. Um, it's Skyview Volunteer Fire Company uh, on the Facebook and uh, SkyviewVFC.com. Hey, do me a favor. I'm serious about this. Just send me a note. We'll do this again uh, Thursday or Friday, whatever works for you, okay? Yeah, awesome. All right. I love this kind of stuff. Volunteers are, oh, volunteers. They give their lives to, oh, volunteer. So let's help. Christy, you're the best. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk again. Thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Skyview Volunteer Fire Department. I love that. Skyview Volunteer Fire Department. All right, I got to talk to my, one of my closest friends, Mark Sorreo, who jumped the gun, Michael. What do you think about having a tree up on November? What's today's date, Michael? Today is the 8th on the 5th of November. Too soon? Way too soon. Thanksgiving's <laughs> a good holiday. That's what I'm saying, man. My man, Mark Sorreo. Good morning, brother. Hey, Marty. How are you? You had your tree up five days ago? Well, first let me say that the fact that it bothers you makes me enjoy it all the more. Um, but but no, we didn't. We put our tree up on October thirtieth, the day before Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the this is the earliest we've ever put it up. In fact, all of my adult children have their trees up already too. I've seen some videos of their them and their kids. But we started when my children were small because um, ten days before Thanksgiving until New Year's. Our lives are nothing but work, so True. we never really enjoyed True. putting the tree up. We always would wait until after Thanksgiving, but a lot of times we'd put it up on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so, but this year, my two children who are in college um, wanted to do it before Halloween because they had a break. So I said, absolutely. <laughs> so we put it up, and we do. We really do enjoy um, uh-huh. eating Thanksgiving dinner while looking at our Christmas tree. Uh-huh. Hey, Mark. <laughs> yeah. He's my brother. When did your parents put up the tree, my man? 
um, on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. We never saw the tree until Christmas morning. Uh-huh. And we had there were six kids in my family, so <laughs> we always believed that Santa Claus put the tree and all the decorations up. So my mother and father must have been very busy on um, on Christmas Eve, I'm sure. It's just, you know, I don't know how they did it, honestly. They didn't put a tree up like ours, though. <laughs> Mark, Mark, you're putting that damn tree up on October 30th, and I say damn tree just like I say that damn dog. Does it seem yeah. a little odd, my man? A little odd, October 30th. It doesn't. I, I've, <laughs> You know, when I go in the stores, ever since I was a teenager, and people complain because they see... Christmas decorations and Sam's and Walmart yeah, yeah. on um, Halloween. I love it. I've yeah. always loved it. So that doesn't bother me one bit. Uh-huh. I love it. You had <laughs> but, nothing to do with it. For our for our lives, it does make it easier to do it too. <laughs> so 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 you put it up on the thirtieth. When do you take it down, my man? We usually take it down on you know, the day after New Year's or New Year's Day. We take it we take it down pretty quickly because it's been up for so long. So <laughs> are you going to have Easter eggs under the tree this weekend? We, <laughs> we may. <laughs> I said, I told my wife, uh, now I did say on how, you know, the day before Halloween, let's not turn the tree on until after Halloween. But she had it on watching Hallmark Christmas movies, which yeah, I hate. <laughs> sure. Mark Sorreo from Oakmont Bakery. Hey, man, are you going to have a 4th of July celebration in, uh, let's say, New Year's, sir? We had it yesterday. <laughs> we had a cookout. <laughs> You know what I say to everybody who it bothers so much? What? Get a life. <laughs> you really enjoy the fact that it irritates me, don't you? I really do. <laughs> as soon as I heard you talking about it, I couldn't wait to start sending you pictures. <laughs> How's that damn dog of yours, uh, Lizzie? How's that she dog? Izzy loves Christmas. <laughs> She's doing great. I made sure she was in the picture I sent you. I noticed that, sir. <laughs> Mark Sorreo, you are my brother. Thank you, my man. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. See ya. The absolute best. I don't know. He is right. Why do I care? October 30th, Michael. Come on, man. <laughs> I was up um, in the attic last night putting stuff up from Halloween, and I saw that Christmas crap. <laughs> it's, it's, I just, I love Soreo. I posted the picture. It's a gorgeous tree. It's an adorable dog. And it's really not my business. My man, Mark, he could probably plant a seed in the ground and he would have a tree grown by the time Christmas comes. Exactly. October 30th. The tree's up, man. October 30th. The tree, trick or treat. Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. Everybody. My man, Chief Harbin, he has five. One, two, three. He has five trees up. Five. Five. It's just... Here he goes. I have five trees up. I've been married almost 44 years. Too long to argue with Mrs. Harbin. See? There you go. If it's Christmas in May, it's Christmas. Hey, we talked a lot about getting Marty in this uh, show today and how much uh, I count on you and how much we'd love to help. Look, uh, 
If you need me, get Marty at kdkradio.com. Get Marty at kdkradio.com. I want to say a couple more things about Charlie Moffat, who died yesterday morning. This comes from one of my old friends, uh, one of the top five best uh, photojournalists I ever knew, Kenny Sims. I I just love Kenny. He's an iconic figure. He was, uh, he's retired. He's okay. But he quit to to, uh, do a lot of other different things in the community, and I love Kenny, and I miss him every single day. So, about Charlie Moffat, because Kenny was tight with all these guys. He said, Charlie was the best. Marty, he knew how to deal with the press. He may not give you the steak. It's beautiful. But he gave the reporters enough potatoes so we could do our job. Beautiful. That, my friend, is an art in itself, and he was good at it. He was the beat. He was amazing. I'll tell you why I love them. Huh. We used to fight about big stories and facts and interviews and arrests and that sort of thing. And a couple times we got really sideways, but I'll tell you what, we always stayed friends. He always helped. He always communicated. And he always, at the end of the day, wanted to do the best he could to solve crimes. Seriously, Charlie Moffat. And I got to read this. This is actually a good one. From Chief Harbin from Carnegie. Best ever. Marty, the day after Hurricane Ivan devastated the Carnegie Business District, Charlie called me up and he said, hey, what do you need, Jeff? I told him I need manpower. All of our downtown traffic lights were out and debris was blocking all of our major downtown roadways. That's from Jeff Harbin. He was uh, the Carnegie chief at the time. I needed officers to direct traffic so that heavy equipment could get in and get the job done. Charlie said, tell me how many you need and you keep them as long as you need them. End quote. He truly was one of the best. 80 years old. Um, His last days, uh, his last years out of retirement, in retirement, he babysat his grandkids. Uh, What he considered to be a role he coveted. One of the reasons why he retired to watch his grandkids. It's funny, man. I miss my dad every single day and how much he loved his grandkids. For me, on a personal level, uh, for Charlie, it came down to family. Right? Family. All that matters. I say it all the time to my own kids. In fact, it's a toast that we have at dinner nightly. Say, kids, family, all that matters and we clean glasses, and we get on with our day. Charlie Moffat. You're missed, my brother. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.